0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and join me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts.
1: What's up, Tyler? Cool. It was a great day this time again for our famous series. I don't think anyone else does this series. So I feel like we've cornered the market on it and oh. I feel like it is a fantastic way for some people to maybe learn how to play fantasy basketball better, more efficiently. Um, I won't say smarter. I think everyone plays smart in their own, their own head. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to, to learn more about fantasy basketball.
0: I think it's a really good thought experiment. I think like you could do mock drafts, and they're super random. But I think like doing something on piece of even a piece of paper, just like looking at the rankings and looking at the ADPs, and um, I, I think it really helps. I think it helps to hear uh, thought the thought process of people who do this way too much. Um, and this is the Who Do I Draft series, and we do this before the season uh, every year. I think every year we've we've had a podcast. Uh, This is where we take some – usually we have like a top seven, top eight, but this year it's going to get a little freaky. We definitely have a top five. But then I think we're going to do multiple uh, drafts on the turn simply because we don't know what happens after uh, after the top five, top seven-ish. So we might have to do a couple turn podcasts. But what we do is we go through uh, the first six rounds, first seven rounds – of a fake draft where we take one of the top players in the first round and build a head-to-head competitive team uh, out of the players that are most likely available in a, uh, based on Yahoo's current uh, ADP. And so what we do is we look at the ADP, we say, all right, Steph Curry is who we're doing today. Uh, Chances are you're going to get Steph Curry at the second or third pick. We're going to say the third pick Um, simply because he's a 2.9, Harden's a 2.9. I have him as my third-ranked player. So uh, AD is actually going first, which is surprising. But um, I got him as my third-ranked player, which means in a 12-team draft, you'll be drafting at 22, 27, 46, and 51, and 70 and 75. And so what we're going to do is we're going to see who's likely available and how you would build a team around Steph Curry. Tyler, are you ready? Oh, I am ready. I'm excited. This is one of my uh, favorite segments we do. It's one of my uh, favorite shows because it means that we're, I'm about to draft a bunch of real drafts, which is always really, really fun, and, and that's fun for the listeners as well. And this is the one we get, the like you said, the most feedback, the most demand for, so I'm, I'm glad we're getting it out there. Um, so, Tyler, AD, and James Harden are off the board. We're taking Steph Curry with the third pick, and then there is a long, long wait until that 22nd pick. Um, but a lot of a lot of players end up going off the board here. Uh, a lot of players that we really really like. But the second round is weird. The second of the third rounds are really really strange this season. Um, and I actually think we might be reaching down in the ADP for for some of the players that we we don't normally, I'd say, don't normally do here. Um, at the twenty-second pick, here are the players who are most likely to be available. Nikola Vujovic, possibly Trey Young and Andre Drummond, Miles Turner, a lot of bigs, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker at 26, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Chris Porzingis, Pascal Siakam. I think we might be going a little too far down the list now. So a lot of the good guards have gone, but you have one of the best guards in the game. Um, yeah.
1: And, and so it's, it's important to say this, I think, you know, the the advantage of drafting a Curry or a Harden is, you know, you get four and a half, three pointers a game. And we used to talk oh, about bad. clay, clay Thompson, you know, maybe getting up there in that three, three and a half range, right. Maybe four, um, he's obviously going to be out. So you definitely have cornered the market on probably the guy who leads the league and three pointers made, um, so that's a that's obviously a, a great category for you. He's going to be elite in points, right? And he could even... I would not be surprised if he won the scoring title this year. Like, Golden State, not a lot around him. He's going to have to score a ton. Um, he gives you fairly elite steals, pretty good assists, pretty good rebounds for a point guard, great percentages for a point guard. is going to be like 47 and 91. Um, so you got a, a really good base there, right, of some stats. And you can really kind of go anywhere with Steph Curry. Uh, this really... is to me,
0: the, like the, the thing I keep preaching value, like value is the most important thing. Curry is the best uh, person to take at Number three, in my opinion um, here in the second round, I'm still picking the best play. I want to pick the best player available. Cause we don't really have a particular punt strategy. And just because Curry is getting 0.4 blocks, you're like, all right, time pump, time pump blocks guys. No man, you've only picked one player. You could you could get Kristaps here and suddenly you're competitive in blocks. It's so like don't start punting until maybe the third or even fourth round. And I think that's here's a the, big mistake people make.
1: Here's the other thing to say about Steph Curry, like as far as point guards go, it's not like he's at the bottom end of blocks. You know what I mean? Like it's not even oh, like he's bad a- in blocks. He's going to be better than a lot of point guards in blocks and not that he gets a lot of blocks, but no point guard gets a ton of blocks. Okay. I shouldn't say that. There are a few point guards who get a a decent amount of blocks, but, but most point guards are getting, you know, 0.3, 0.4, 0.2. Like he's fine. He's fine in blocks. So, um, I don't, I don't get that strategy. So I'm definitely looking at two names. um, Let me hear here, here that I'm interested in, um, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker. I'm probably taking one of those two guys and I'm hoping to get the other one, on my other kind of turn pick, I'm hoping guys fall in love with these big men and and they I can snag both here. Um, I don't know that that's possible. But um, I'll say what I like about, about getting, obviously, Ben Simmons, another point guard. So, like, you know, if you got one of those leagues where it's very con- uh, restrictive around the positions, that could be a small detriment, but it's fine. Um, you're getting elite rebounds from a point guard, right? You're getting another really good assist guy, and, and Ben Simmons is going to be probably around eight a game, which is going to be pretty elite, I think. Good steals, good blocks, no threes, but you know, you're talking four and a half from Curry, zero from Ben Simmons. You're still pretty damn good in that category. Yeah, you're and still then you
0: sitting two, very, very nice.
1: And you have two great guards for field goal percentage then if you go Ben Simmons. So you're pretty strong in almost every category. And you have, except for free throws, obviously Ben Simmons is going to hurt your free throws, but every other category you're real good and you still really haven't picked a big man to get you some blocks and some of that other stuff. So I like that pairing. I also like Devin Booker. I, I just think Devin Booker scores a ton, so you're going to be probably super elite in points right now if you get Devin Booker. Um, only a steal a game, but Curry kind of helps you make up for that. Devin Booker's going to be... Fairly good in rebounds, fairly good in assists, good in three-pointers, so you're going to be real strong in that. You're going to be real strong in free throw percentage, and you're not going to be that bad in field goal percentage considering you have your two guards, and I don't think either one of them is absolutely killing you in field goal percentage. And you have your, your shooting guard and your point guard.
0: Oh. I've seen uh, the second round gets weird. I'm, I'm really with you. I, I like both Devin Booker and Ben Simmons uh, as, as a pair here because they're, the, the flaws in Ben Simmons are completely neg- almost completely negated. I wouldn't say free throws negates, but you don't need to be best at every category. You could just say, all right, yeah, Ben Simmons, now I'm going to ignore free throws, not punt free throws, ignore free throws because based on your next three picks, suddenly you are ignoring free throws, but now you're back to being competitive in free throws all of a sudden, like that could completely happen. And that's great. That means you're going to win majority of your weeks in in free throws. It doesn't have to be every single week, but both Devin Booker and Ben Simmons are being drafted around the twenty six mark. So there's a good chance they are here at 22. I've seen Kimbo Walker drop here. I've seen Jimmy Butler fall down here. Um, I've seen Luka Doncic fall down here, Trey Young. Like, I've seen a lot of weird second rounds um in my mock drafts that I've been doing. But I, I, I like let's say let's play it safe. Booker and Simmons are available, but let's say the Booker, Booker and Simmons, they're not both gonna fall. So, like we can get one, I think it's a little greedy to take both Tyler. So I'm actually leaning towards Devin Booker because You got scoring on top of scoring. And then you have two really solid guards. Um, And guards are really going to be hard to come by later. But Ben Simmons, like you said, is a very, very unique player and fits this mold. Um, If you had to choose
1: between Booker and Simmons, which one would you choose? Question? I think I'd choose Ben Simmons. And the whole reasoning behind that pick is... Ben Simmons helps me make up in some categories that I don't necessarily need. So let's say worst case scenario happens. Someone keeps picking the centers I want, you know, right before my pick. I end up with a guy like Enos Cantor as my center for whatever reason. Ben Simmons getting you a block a game kind of helps negate for one of your big men not, not getting a ton of blocks. Um... So I like that about him. I also like just grabbing the nine rebounds. I feel like if you get a point guard or or a guard, you know, whatever position, small forward, whatever position, you know, your site's playing Ben Simmons at, who can grab you like, you know, eight and a half, nine rebounds. I just feel like that's, you know, those are kind of advantages in categories you're not expecting. I also feel like you can build just anywhere, right? If you get a guy like Ben Simmons, you can go anywhere with your next pick. You can build a strong team in almost any category except for you mentioned it, probably free throws um Devin booker i feel like i feel like Devin booker puts you into a little bit more of a box in the sense that now you're kind of forgetting the blocks part of it and it you sets have, you on a path right you would have a ton of points right so obviously that's probably your strongest category and then you got a couple other really really strong categories too um i don't know i just really like the interesting pairing of, of curry and ben simmons Plus, I just feel like Ben Simmons is a little bit safer in terms of games played.
0: Um, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to say Ben Simmons is our pick, even though I think I would prefer Booker here. I think uh, this isn't more interesting build if we go the Simmons route. And also, like you said, like free throws, you're you're not going to compete, but you're not going to be last. So we're now. Right off the gate, something I don't like to do: ignoring one of the the stats after my second pick. But we're ignoring free throws at this point. Let's just say straight up, we're not ignoring threes, in my opinion, because we are. We're definitely not. Uh, we're negating two of Curry's strengths, which I I, I kind of don't like. But we're not out of the we're not out of the running when it comes to three pointers, and you can get three
1: pointers. Here's the crazy part: we're actually probably middle of the pack in three pointers or maybe even a little bit better than that because you got lots of guys picking dudes like Anthony Davis who are getting 0.8. And then even if you pick a guy who gets you three, you only got 3.8 Curry's going to make a hell of a lot more than 3.8 Curry's going to make like four and a half
0: be five. Um,
1: that's what I mean. So I'm ahead of those teams. You know what I mean? I'm ahead of, I think, still most of the teams after two picks, which sounds crazy, but the only way you're ahead is if you got a guy who's like three and a guy who's like two and a half or three. So there's not that many teams ahead of me yeah. still because you got to figure when he's making like two. Jokic is only probably making a little over one. And Bede's probably only making like one and a half. You yeah, so you got like, like Harden
0: basically as your only competition at this point. But it's still pretty... Pretty early. We're taking Ben Simmons here with our second pick. Uh points are not where I want them to be. Three pointers are not where I want them to be, but I'd say rebound steals were at the top, rebounds, assists. Um, we're all we're at the top there, and then steals were still um or excuse me, blocks were still fine. We're not out, but we're not in. So coming around at the 27th pick here, there's some guys that um, Tyler, we're not we're not high on that. Are going around twenty seven. Mitchell Robinson, John Collins, guys that I feel like we both feel like they're going far too high. I've seen DeAndre Aiden fall this low, but I I doubt he's going to. Donovan Mitchell is going around here. De'Aaron Fox, Pascal Siakam, and then I'm gonna get Tyler a little excited here, guys. Going at 32nd overall, Chris Stapps Porzingis. I'm not trying to push you in a certain direction, Tyler,
1: but Chris Stapps Porzingis would be available. Yeah, I like Chris Stapps. Um, Zion. Zion's uh, available too. Um, I'm not going for that. Um, so for me, the pick would be between two guys. It would be between Chris Stapps, and it would be between Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell gives you another elite scorer. He's really good in steals. He he also gives you some good threes, right, and some good rebounds and, and assist numbers, like you know four and four and a half, probably somewhere in there. Um, he bumps your free throws kind of back up, like so. Doing the math, right after the first two picks, you were at like seventy four percent on your free throws. You get another guy like Donovan Mitchell who's gonna shoot like eighty two percent. You're not that bad in free throws now either. Especially at you're the doing just th- fine. Yeah. Right. So like like I, I kinda like that little pairing there. If I can't get Devin Booker, you know, kind of Donovan Mitchell is a, is a consolation prize to Devin Booker, I think. Um so I kinda like that little three-man grouping there. If you get you Dapp- great
0: you're doing great at points, you're doing great at threes, and you're or excuse me, uh solid at threes, um uh, probably great at threes actually, but top in points, probably top in steals at this point, and then your assists and rebounds are both sitting very good with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, that's a good call. Let's talk about Chris Tapps.
1: You get Chris Stapps right. You're getting elite blocks. Like, I think I said this that in the, the Mavericks preview, right? He was eighth in the NBA in blocks during his last healthy season. Eighth in total blocks, and he played 48 games. So Chris Stapps is an elite shot blocker. He's going to score 20 points. I think that's that's a given. I think he's going to shoot the best field goal percentage of his career. I don't think it's going to be super good. Um, which that kind of hurts maybe one of your strengths, right? Cause you got two guys who are guards who are very good fill goal percentage guys. So that kind of mm-hmm. dings you a little bit, but percepts going to shoot like 80% on his free throws, I would guess. So again, you're not doing super bad in that category. Percepts I think it's going to shoot a lot of threes. The rebounds are not going to be super great. Probably like seven, seven and a half and not much assists. 0.7 steals is, is fine for a big man, but not great. Uh, I kind of like Donovan Mitchell a little bit better in this, this scenario, but obviously Chris Epps would give you the blocks and make you very, very competitive in that category.
0: Yeah, Chris Epps rounds you out in blocks, and it, blocks is kind of weird because like you can go either way. You could just be like, nah, man, there's not a lot of blocks out there, and I've already missed out on some of the block guys. As the one of the last block guys, the like major super solid block guys Uh, still left out there, but he's, he bumps you right up into the running with everybody else. But if everybody else has blocks, maybe you just want to go the other direction. There's a lot of bigs later who don't do good blocks that will still be available to round out your roster. But Danny Donovan Mitchell is now you have, you have like two incredibly good guards and then Ben Simmons who gets guard stats. And now you're, you're really locking down on, on the, on three major categories that you want to, you want to hone in on.
1: And I just don't think there's going to be a ton of good guards left, right? By the time when we're looking at all those big men, right? Most of the most of the guards are gone. So I super. Let's like grab very, the, the downy Mitch.
0: Very, very important point, Tyler. Very, very savvy point to bring up. Our next picks are forty-six and fifty-one. So. Go ahead, look ahead. We can we can look ahead. This is how we're we're rolling. Round fifty, uh, you will be a. You might get a little lucky and see Mike Connolly hanging around. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge, Clint Capella, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, CJ McCollum, Kevin Love. Uh, these are not a lot of guards, Tyler. Uh, Eric Bledsoe might be available. Tobias Harris has been available a lot past the fifty mark, which I think is absolutely absurd. Um and I've even seen Otto Porter hanging around at the 50 spot which I think is also absurd as well. So probably some good value with our next picks. So do we want to chase have to chase the center with our next picks? Uh, or do we uh, want to make sure our guards are locked up?
1: I mean I think I think we go we go guard here. Um obviously the Marcus would be would be interesting, right? I mean the is just super under Underrated, um, if he's still kind of hanging around, which I've seen him hang around a lot, um, that's, a, that's an interesting pick, I think. Yeah,
0: that's another uh, points, guy, points guy hanging around, um, at, at pick 46. So I, I'm with you. Let's go, Donovan Mitchell. So we are at Curry Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. We are really great at steals. Our threes are now back up into a, a place where we're, we're, we're feeling good. Our points are great, uh, our rebounds are solid. Our assists are pretty, very, very good. Uh, very good assists. Our blocks are down. Might be ignoring blocks. Probably still ignoring free throws, but not really. Like, still middle of the pack with the free throws. Uh, field goal percentage also, like, solid. Nothing Nothing to be mad about. Um, with our fourth and fifth round picks at 46-51, now's the time to really hone in on the, the the stats, I think, that we really, really need. So what we're really good at, like I said, is points, assists, Steals, rebounds, and threes. Who who do we want to focus on next? Clint Capella, LaMarcus Aldridge, as we talked about just now. Um, CJ McCollum for threes. Kevin Love is he being overlooked? Chris Middleton will be available here. Um, Zach Levine for points. Eric Bledsoe for you know steals. Tobias Harris hanging around. Um, anyway, and some of these guys we might be able to get at 51 too. So what do you like, Tyler? Um, I, re-
1: I really like the pairing of old man, LaMarcus Aldridge, right? No one wants him. Helps us in blocks. Gives us some good rebounds. Um, not a ton of three-pointers, but another guy's probably going to get you around 20 points. I like that. And then honestly, for my next pick, I would reach down a little bit, grab Kyle Lowry. I just think he's super overlooked. Elite assists, good rebounds, another good point guard. Going to get you threes. Going to get you some good steals. Decent blocks for a point guard too. Fifteen points. I just feel like, and and here's the other thing. You pick those two guys. You're actually pretty darn good in free throws. You're pretty darn good in both percentages, for that matter. I think.
0: Um, I don't. I like the I like the Lamarcus Aldridge pick a lot, and this is why points are now way, way, way back up. Uh, the three-pointers, eh, whatever, but it's, like, a big, so, like, you're not expecting at this late uh, in, the, in the... No, we're not that late in the draft, but this part of the draft, everybody can't be perfect. Uh, your blocks are now fine, which um, you were ignoring, so, like, we'll still continue to ignore that, but now our percentages are super good. Our rebounds are up. So where points and rebounds were probably still... and steals were probably the top of the league. Um <clears throat> Assists were still probably pretty close. Threes were competitive. Blocks were not last. And in the percentages were probably competitive as well. I really, really like the Marcus Aldridge here. Per game last year, 23rd overall. We're getting him at 46. That's really, really silly. I do not know why he's falling that low. But your next pick, I don't know. Kyle Lowry does, I think, is being overlooked as well. Same with the Marcus Aldridge. I have both... I have those guys in a, in a in a tier, so we're actually outside of the tiers now. My my tiers end at about oh, 47 or so, uh, pit forty seven. And you can find those tiers for free at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You do not have to be a patron to check them out. So, uh, I actually have both of these guys as a tiered player, and we're taking them outside of the tiers, which is already really really good. Um, but there's also some tiered players laying around here. As well, Tobias Harris, potentially Otto Porter. Uh, guys that are solid scorers but get you all-around stats. Um, Kyle Lowry does fit the build pretty well, Tyler. Um, I think that was a very, very good savvy thought because steals and assists. He's now bumps our assists up. So you got LaMarcus bun- bumping our rebounds up, and you have now Kyle Lowry bumping our assists up. And Kyle Lowry's going about 55. So while I might lean, because I'm a little bit more of a roto player, uh, in an Otto Porter direction or a Tobias Harris direction who can get you more rebounds, uh, solid across the board, uh, make you more competitive and elsewhere and still get you those points, Kyle Lowry might ding you in points a little bit, but he helps you everywhere else, and he's a big, huge assist grab this late in the draft. So... In the head-to-head league, league, I'm with you. Well,
1: and here's the other thing I'm looking at, too, right? So there's literally, like, three or four point guards left that are going to get you really good assists. And so, you know, you're grabbing a guy here, but now you've got kind of the market cornered on, you know, Curry, who's going to give you pretty good assists, right? But not, not super elite, right? Like, he's not giving you 10. He's giving you, like, six, five and a half, six, okay? But then you did get Ben Simmons, who's gonna be in the top ten, and maybe even in the top five, right? In assists. And then you got another guy in Kyle Lowry now who's gonna be in that top ten with over eight assists. So you got two of the top ten guys in assists, and then you got Curry, who's also really good in assists. So Mitchell who, and Mitchell who's not bad at assists either. I mean Mitchell's gonna give you like four and a half, five. So I just It's above that, average. Right, so I, I just think you know he kind of puts the the cherry on top of our Sunday, and yeah, I, I'll with you. Like in a vacuum, right? I would probably rather have Tobias Harris, but for this build, I would rather have Kyle Lowry. Just in the sense that I think he kind of gives us what we need, and I know that I don't want to have to be hunting. Like I don't want to have to reach way down to grab Ricky Rubio, like because I need Ricky Rubio's you know seven eight assists.
0: Our next picks are 70 and 75 and Ricky Rubio is being, he's around in like the eighties, 85. Um, and that's a really good point. Cause like, even though the plateaus even out and like Ricky Rubio, you can, if you took him at 72 or 90, um like he's probably, they're all, all those people are going to be around the same value from 47 uh, to 75 and then 75 plus. So we're looking at uh, taking our next picks right at the beginning of that second plateau. Most of the guys are going to be right around, um, I'd say similar values, give or take here and there. So now you're really trying to hone in on what guys really, really help you, what guys have really nice potential uh, to maybe break out or be a top 50 player or at least for a portion of the season, be someone who contributes as a top 50 player. Um, or just, you know, guys who fit your build really, really well. So like, that's where we're at with these, the, the next two picks. Um, and so here, like you're, like you were saying, our assists are great. Our steals are great. Uh, our threes are very good. Our rebounds are good. They're they're very good. I would say, uh, points are probably not top of the line, but very, very good as well. Uh, we're probably ignoring, uh, as we usually do turnovers as always, uh, but also ignoring free throws and field goal here. But our free throws are not bad, not bad at all. And we're ignoring blocks. So say our free throws are are pushing towards eighty. It's crazy is that which cheap? is probably not the top, but probably like in the top four or five even.
1: I would think just because I mean, like a lot of guys picked some some worse punt guys than we picked and didn't help it, right? Like some guy's got Drummond, somebody's got Gobert, somebody's got. Uh, Clint Capella at this point, right? So, like, we're, we're, ahead. we're ahead of a few teams, I would, I would guess, and maybe even more than a few in a 12-team league. Now that we're entering our second, the
0: second plateau here, uh, we can reach down, we can go in really any direction with a lot of these guys that really evens out here. Some of the guys who are going around 70 to 75 in ADP are uh, Jonathan Isaac, John Morant, Marvin Bagley, Gordon Hayward, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Marcus Soul, uh Shea Gilders Alexander. I find that one a little bit interesting. Uh, Kelly Oubre, Wendell Carter Jr. One of my uh, favorite picks here in this second plateau. Uh, let's keep going down though. We can we can reach down. Harold, uh Let's just Jared Allen. Just some names that are uh, jumping out at me. Um, your boy Ricky Rubio. Uh, Karis Levert. Jeff T. Uh, let's see who has Dante Sabonis. I think we may have already said that one. Tyler, how do we how do we round this team out? Uh, you know, Thomas Bryant, Josh Richardson, Stephen Adams, even them, they could even fall. They're kind of going in the late sixties, so they might fall to seventy as well.
1: And then obviously, and you know, I, I mentioned this I think before. I'm a, I'm kind of a big fan of Stephen Adams. Uh, you got Hassan Wayside kind of sitting there too. If you if you want a big man, um, I'm fine with either one of those two big men. Uh, if that's don't have a center, of, right? If that's kind of where we want well, to go, right? You got look at a guy like you can look at a guy like Whiteside, right? He would give you a ton of rebounds. Um, he would obviously push you further towards punting that category, which I mean, whatever. But he would also Whiteside's a guy who could put you back in the blocks, you know, conversation where you're oh. you're not that bad, right? Um, so that's an interesting pick. Um obviously I'm going to look at Shea Gilgis and I'm going to look at Ricky Rubio here too. Like, I just feel like both those guys, you know, should be getting picked a little bit before this. Um So the yeah. fact that they're still around are, are very interesting. Um, I actually Shea think it's of- is, is another yeah. guard who's going to block a lot of shots, get you a lot of steals, right? Probably pretty good assist, you know, decent rebounds, good percentages. Um, So I'm, I'm definitely in on that pick. Honestly, that would probably be where at first I would go if he's available. Um,
0: I, I I'm actually 100% with you. I did a mock draft earlier today, and I got Shea Gildress with the 70th pick in a Curry build, and I was like, "This is perfect." If he's hanging around here, uh, he's as ADP is 78, pretty much, so he should be around at 70. I don't know why he's not one of our picks here. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm already writing him down as our 70th pick, and so um, now we're really looking at: Do we want that Hassan Whiteside? Do we want to go ahead and punt? free throws even though we're doing fine at free throws uh to make sure we are the best at rebounds and to get back in the block game or do you want to go kind of non-traditional center uh marcus soul or um kind of like a basic solid big man wendell carter jr or montrose
1: harrell there's a lot of a lot of options here um As far as big men go and then um we're looking at it this way too what's what is our next pick i'm sure you got this figured out so i don't have to like look i don't have to think super hard Um,
0: i know um let's see i did not i I did not figure it out past the uh a certain a certain amount so let me
1: let me go look that up and you talk okay well anyways it doesn't super matter right because you're looking at the big men in that kind of next next round range you're going to be like enos canter And DeAndre Jordan and that stuff. So, you know, you always want to look ahead, right? Especially if you need – I need a center. I need a big man. I need this. I need that, right? If you need a center – but we don't necessarily need a center. We could just live the power forward life, right? And I'm looking at some of these guys, you know, have power forward eligibility on Yahoo, like TJ Warren. Um, Okay. Because we have LaMarcus Aldridge. We could play at center. Now, if you're in one of those weird leagues where – there's You have to play two centers. Number one, get out of that league. That's the dumbest thing. Just oh, quit. Quit the league. Because, like, let's make it a Utah spot. It doesn't need to be a second center. No one needs two centers in their league. That's just dumb. Um, I think
0: someone like TJ Warren and them, they're going to be around. So your next picks are 94 and 99. I think TJ Warren makes – he's going at 99 right now. So I think for he'll, me, and, he'll make it to you. Guys like Ricky Rubio, Wendell Carter, uh, Shea Gillis, they're definitely not making it back to you.
1: Obviously, Ricky Rubio get like it makes us the probably the top team in in assists. So well, that's always interesting to me, right? We're the top in assists and top in steals. Yeah. If we get Ricky. I Rubio. feel like it might be overkill though. Um, maybe, but here's the other reality: you could it could always move some of them to make a deal. But here in head-to-head, we only a, if it's a nine category. It's a nine category league. We only got to win five cats, right? So you know you're you're talking we're pretty darn good and we can we can flip the categories some weeks on a few guys too because we're pretty strong across the board which I like. Um, so for me, I definitely think the pick is probably between you know Whiteside and Rubio. I would probably lean Rubio just because I feel like that gives me some flexibility. I can go for somebody like Cantor, still keep the blocks really good. Um, if you get someone like Rubio too, like I feel like your free throws are pretty pretty strong, and then you know in the next round you go for someone like T.J. Warren, you know that's that's fine too. Um, I think what a lot of people
0: end up doing is they they take their first couple of picks and they're like, all right, I'm punting these categories. And as you, as you guys heard us walk through this, categories came back on us. We adjust our strategy, and even here um, in the was this seventh round, eighth round, here in the eighth round, we're still evaluating our options because we've made a very, like, strong team, but still well-rounded team. There's a couple of categories that we are definitely ignoring right now, but we still, we could go the Rubio uh, route and then just destroy people in steals and assists and then have the ability to uh, use that as a trading um, piece in the future, which is, that's another very smart thing. Um, Tyler, you mentioned is, like, a lot of people don't. They think about it. Well, I better, I better build um, either a, a more well-rounded team, or I better, I better get Whiteside, or I better get Rubio. It's like, well, no. Each one of them are 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 specifically unique at what they do. If you corner the market in in great point guards, now your guards are are very like much more valuable because they're a rare commodity to everybody else. And you're still sitting around with Ben Simmons on your team, who's getting guard stats. So you know, maybe you move. Um, uh Donovan Mitchell later in the season uh with Ricky Rubio to get like uh, a LeBron James or like someone someone fairly elite because this other team is struggling so much like um there's a lot of options like you're not gonna win your league on your draft but you certainly can can lose it and I think if you allow yourself the ability to go in different directions here I mean I'd even consider Wendell Carter Jr. here uh, at pick 75 um if you allow yourself to go in different directions, you allow, then you allow yourself more flexibility to to play uh, multiple different games instead of pigeonhole yourself into a very specific uh, punt strategy that you might not be able to get out of.
1: Here's the other thing I like about it too, right? Um, there's going to be injuries, and I'm going to have to adjust on, on the fly sometimes, right? If I get a, a few extra assists and a few extra steals and a few extra three-pointers... I can withstand an injury a little bit better, and I can also decide at some point, right, like, okay, this is too much. I can trade it, which I mentioned. But, you know, I'm I'm better off if Curry misses 20 games now. I feel like I'm still really, really good in a lot of the good things that Curry does, um, which I like. If I go white side, you mentioned it, I'm kind of pigeonholed into that strategy. So now Curry gets hurt, and it's like, well, damn. I, I I'm bad in three pointers now. Bad. Right. I'm not, not good at all. And now I have to kind of get I've kind of have to go for big men stuff because I'm punting blocks because I have two guy or punting free throws because I have two bad guys that are, you know, two guys that are very bad at free throws. So I kinda now have to go for a big man and try to win big man stats. So I might be trading away someone like Donovan Mitchell and and maybe a later pick to try to get another big man. And that's not a strategy I necessarily want to have to like pigeonhole myself into. So I would probably pick Rubio here. I'd probably look to come back with the next two picks and get someone like Enos Cantor, just grab that big rebound haul again. And that way I'm still pretty strong in that category. Um, and then if you can get someone like TJ Warren in that next pick, you know, you get some good points and, and all that stuff and stay strong in that category. Because Rubio is not going to give you a ton of points. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'd be thinking about it. Um, I like
0: that. I, I think I think we'll leave it at that, uh, Tyler. That um, this is like now up to you. Like you feel free to go in any direction. We've given you a really good starting um, base to build your Steph Curry build on. Um, the ben, uh, ben Simmons at pick twenty two in round two, followed by Donovan Mitchell to keep our scoring high and to actually really solidify our guard stats. Um, I think we're going to see a very interesting trend with these Who Do I drafts. Um, as we usually do uh, our second and third round picks are going to be really, really weird. So I think that's where you're going to be building your draft because our fourth and fifth round picks, I think are always going to be these super value guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, Lowry. Um, you're seeing Otto Porter. You're, you're seeing um, Kevin Love. You're seeing a lot of guys who are going to be top 50 guys go outside of the top 50. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of value in the fourth and fifth, fifth rounds. And then the sixth and seventh round is really when you solidify. You can still we're gonna go in any direction. I'm just gonna put Shea Gildress um, as our sixth pick, and then I'm gonna put Rubio Whiteside uh, as our seventh pick. Uh, Choose your own adventure. I think it's a very, very good build, Tyler.
1: And and you know it's it's a it's a roadmap, right? It's not you know have to pick these these players. That's just kind of how we're thinking about it. And that's not to say it's the only way to make a really strong team. You um, could go
0: hardcore. We, I mean, we almost took
1: Devin Booker with the with the second pick, and that's a completely different team. And so, you know, you gotta you gotta think it. And there's the reality. You know, you, someone might fall to you that you're not expecting, and that happens in in a lot of drafts. And it happens to me all the time. And that that always makes me change up my strategy a little bit. Like, for example, if Mike Conley fell to that spot where we pick Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, I might I might prefer Mike Conley. You know, he's just good. He's really good. Um someone like that. And you no know, D'Angelo Russell. I saw D'Angelo Russell slip to about pick 50 the other day. And, and some people might get scared cause it's two warriors, but at the same time, I think D'Angelo Russell is just a really great value. If you're picking them at, you know, 48 or, or, you know, 47. So, you know, you kind of got to play, yeah. play your draft too. And, and don't forget that. Well, right. Like if you just yeah, see don't the forget. On the board, take it.
0: Yeah. Don't forget that. We're, you want that value. Like maybe, Shay Gildress is your guy, and you think like you might need to reach down for him or whatever. But like Robert Covington sitting there because everybody forgot about him. Well, guys, Robert Covington is going to be amazing. Uh, remember that even if that value doesn't fit your build, value always fits your league. Like those players are valuable to someone, even if they are less valuable to you. And when players fall to you, especially in those first four rounds, like don't like don't pigeonhole yourself into a build where you can't grab that value. It's just – that's bad draft strategy.
1: I mean, like I, I don't – we'll talk about this probably when we get to the turn, but like there are some times where I, I think to myself like, ooh, I could just go, you know, Drummond and Simmons like right off the bat at the turn and be like I'm going to be super good in these stats. I'm going to be not so good in these stats, you know. But you're pigeoning yourself really early, and that's really dangerous because you know if a guy opposite that build falls, you know, 10, 20, 30 spots, you're very hesitant to grab him because you're like, man, he doesn't really help my team that much. That's just never the spot to be in.
0: If anyone else has like got the same mentality or the same build or the same pun strategy, like now you're competing on these guys and the guys aren't gonna be falling to you that you thought were gonna fall to you in like the seventh or eighth round. So you you gotta be wary of that. Like we keep saying like the most important part of these drafts is coming in prepared. And we're hoping these, uh, who do I draft shows do prepare you ahead of time to think, uh, less linearly and more, um, I guess, dynamically when you get to the draft, um, that is the, probably the heftiest uh, English sentence we're going to use on this, uh, in this podcast. Um, we want you to think on your toes and we want you to be prepared and we want you to be prepared to adjust to your draft instead of having a list of seven guys that you want to take in the first seven rounds. Cause that never, ever, ever happens. Like you never get the guys you want. It just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, and like uh, some people say, well, how do you do like auctions, right? For me, like when I'm preparing for an auction, I usually get like an idea of dollars I want to spend on certain players, right? So like I'm like I want to get a top five player. I'm gonna have to spend this much money, right? But then you know my next pick, I want you know on a, a third round guy maybe. So I'm mean, gonna have to spend, you know, relatively this amount of money, depending on what the the cap is and all that stuff. Like I think about it more that way, but I look at it with a list of players, not like I am definitely gonna get Luka Doncic. I will pay four hundred and twelve dollars if that's what it costs. Like that's just the that's a common fallacy in an auction, and it's kind of the same way oh, head yeah. to head. Like you gotta be open to what comes your way, and especially even more so in head to head because you don't get a choice to buy. You know, if you're picking seventh, you're not going to get Anthony Davis. You're not going to get Steph Curry. You're not going to get James Harden. You're not going to get Giannis. You're not going to get Carl Anthony Towns. You're just not. like uh, It's unfortunate, but you're not.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. We are going to do uh, actually a very specific auction podcast uh, coming up soon, along with some guest spots and more Who Do I Draft with the rest of the uh, cast of characters here at the beginning of the first round. Um, and if you have a very specific um, turn build that you would like us to do send it to us at watch the boxes or at tyler p watts and we will do your turn build um because why not like this is what we are here for uh we got a lot more exciting stuff coming for you on the lead up to the season tyler it's the lead up to the season this is it this is very exciting um we are going to be putting these podcasts along with the list of the draft picks that we've made on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That is going to be free, along with the, the tiered and the plateaus uh, that I have recently did and will continue to update as people yell at me. Tyler, do you have anything else to plug?
1: Uh, no, man. I'm just excited for the season. Uh, it should be fun. It should be good. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun basketball. We got, we got a little teaser, right? We had the weekend game, Warriors against Lakers. We got a little teaser of the basketball fun there's going to be. Um, and so I'm excited.
0: This is exciting. This is exciting times. Uh, everybody, we will catch you next time for our next Who Do I Draft. Uh, take it easy, everybody.